Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Brian Geltzeiler is our good friend from uh, HoopsCritic.com and NBA Radio on Satellite. Hey, young Gelt, how you doing, brother? Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. <laughs> Same thing to you, Pharrell. How you doing, pal? Good to be with you as always. Uh, my man, so uh, I wanted to tell you, I'm not I'm not even kidding you. Just, you know, for everyone, for the holidays, for Hanukkah, for Christmas, for all that. Uh, tonight, right now, as we sit, uh, I've hit, I'm not even joking, I'm 10-0 and 0 in the NBA in bets. Hit the Jazz laying 5.5, hit the Hornets getting 4.5 outright, hit the Pacers to win getting 4, hit the Knicks minus 1.5 over the Hawks and took the Nets minus 2 in, in New Orleans. So right now I'm riding it and I'm going Clippers, but I took the Suns in 12.5. It's 44-38 right now. I'm watching the game. I'm looking for the 12-0 and 0 night tonight, young gal. It sounds pretty impressive to me, Pharrell. And if you go 12-0 and 0 tonight, I might retire after that because that just doesn't get any better than that, right? I'm yeah, telling you. fire, dude. I'm telling you. So what did you think of – I know AD didn't play, but what kind of um, juice and legitimacy does it give the Pacers to have a game like this and Sabonis and company to be able to take on LeBron and the Lakers who have destroyed everyone this year and to have a game like that? Well, the thing you can't forget about the Pacers is they're doing all of this without Victor Oladipo. So as much as, yes, you want to look at AD being out, and that's fair, you know, Oladipo is really their major piece. He's their best player. And when you, man, Nate McMillan, year in and year out, is doing a great job with this team. So, you know, you have him right now at 19-9 and and hanging around. I mean, in the one game out of the two seed in a loss column in the Eastern Conference without Oladipo. My point is this. I don't even know if they needed tonight to be legitimate. I think they were legitimate coming into this. But this just kind of solidifies what we've seen all year from this team. And listen, I was sleeping on them. I figured they'd be an eight seed. I figured they'd struggle without Oladipo. I didn't like some of the pieces here. I didn't think Sabonis and Turner can work well together. But you know what? It's starting to. It really is. And this is bonus is some kind of player i will tell you this it wouldn't surprise me if sometime between now and the trade deadline they go to move miles turner and bring in a major piece a kevin love type something like that because i do think this is the kind of team that if you get that right piece to fit around sabonis you get old depot back you give yourself a puncher's chance to come out of the east you really do i mean the pacers they're deep they're athletic they're really good and tonight you got an idea what they could do against a premium competition again no ad but realize what we're watching here jeremy lamb started at two guard for this team. I played 15 minutes, scored four points on two of five for in the field, left the game hurt. When you inject Victor Oladipo into that spot, you talk about getting some value out of that spot. They're going to get a whole lot of that. Now, listen, I get the Lakers at Jared Dudley doing the same thing in the AD spot, but I almost feel like one washes the other a little bit. But the, the Pacers right now, man, this is a really, really good basketball team, and they're going to get an injection that's going to really upgrade this whole operation this year. It's going to be a fun team to watch throughout the course of the season. How about uh, Dwight Howard tonight? 10 of 10 from the floor. Uh, what do you think of the story of what he's doing this year in Lipstick City? 
best story in all of basketball just because everybody left this dude for dead. The other, cause, and no one could stand him. I talked to people in the Atlanta Hawks organization a couple of years ago. They were throwing a freaking party for L when they were able to get this guy traded. And in Charlotte, no one wanted to be around him. No one wanted to go near him. He was as toxic as toxic could be. And let's face it, if DeMarcus Cousins doesn't blow a knee out this summer, Dwight Howard's not in a league right now. So the fact is they brought him in on a non-guaranteed deal under the guise that he would behave himself and fit in properly. And if he didn't, he goes home and doesn't get any, and doesn't get the rest of his money and his career's over. So, you know, it, it's that old line for him from the movie Backdraft, your career dissipation light sitting in that upper right-hand corner of your eye. What are you going to do with it? But Dwight Howard's done with it. It's been an amazing thing. And I'll tell you, he had 20 tonight on 10 of 10 shooting, and they didn't win the game, but the effect he had on defensive end was absolutely outstanding. I'm watching him on particular plays. He, he five, six times up ball screens, he'll set over the course of an offensive possession just to see what he can do to free guys up. He's doing every single little thing that she never wanted to do at his other stops. But this is it for him here. If he ever wants to win a championship, this is his best opportunity. He's living in LeBron's world, and he's living right in LeBron's world. I give the guy all the credit in the world. Listen, I've, I've been a little bit of an apologist to him over the years because I think he has a massive amount of talent, and I do think in certain stops he was misunderstood. I, I think he made a mistake in Orlando. I think his first trip to the Lakers was not not all his fault, but as the years have gone on, in Houston it was his fault. He wanted to be something he wasn't. Certainly in Atlanta and Charlotte it was it was his fault. Here he's turned the whole thing around and realizing if he ever wants to have a career, if he ever wants to win the title, there's only one way he can handle this and give the guy all the credit in the world he's handling it right. Uh, young Gelt Militia back on the bench, Brian Geltziler of uh, NBA Radio and Satellite. Uh, Brian, what do you think of uh, the Ujiri situation uh, and the Knicks? Like, how much stock are we to take in all of these uh, flames about rumors? I mean, just smoking hot uh, ambers about this guy coming to the Knicks. It's real. It's real. I've, I've, you know, I heard it. I heard it last year during the NBA Finals. Now think about that. The Toronto Raptors were playing in the NBA Finals. He's a president of that team. And, and there were, listen, people I talked to that talked to him, he was somewhat open about it. I, he, the reality is Masai Ujiri is going to be a guy here who I think is going to be in play for the Knicks uh, as long as Jim Dolan gives him the autonomy that he claimed to have given Phil Jackson but never actually gave him. Is, Masai's got to be able to come in here and clean house and have whoever he wants to run, be there with him. He needs to be able to have people that trust him. Dolan can't worry about having spies in the front office. It's It's got to be Masai's operation. And if Jim Dolan's willing to do that, and who knows if he is. I mean, everything I'm hearing is that Steve Mills and Scott Perry are in all kinds of trouble. So, you know, it, it's, it's possible, quite likely, I would think, that they're not going to be there. And if he's going to do that and he's going to get rid of Steve Mills, he might as well just hand the whole thing over to Masai if that's what Masai's willing to do. Listen, Masai understands that the platform of New York City for what he, for the charitable work he does in Africa would be enormous. And he would be a, an A-list type of star in New York if he could bring the Knicks to prominence. Masai sees all that. The money will be huge for him. It's going to be high profile. Masai doesn't shy away from any of that. I think it's real, and I think it certainly could happen. But again, you know, you got to keep in mind, this time last year, Jim Dolan looked like he had Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving in the bag, and somehow he fumbled that. I, I can't be sitting here with the supreme confidence to tell you he's not going to find a way to fumble this Masai Ujiri thing. So uh, let me ask you about the two teams that seem to dominate more than any other at home. Obviously, uh, the Sixers are undefeated at 14-0, and the clip joint, I'm watching them right now play at Staples at 13-1. 
I mean, that's staggering the way those teams are playing at home. And, and tomorrow the Sixers have a huge game with the Heat. What do you think of the way those guys are performing on their own floor? Well, listen, the Sixers are so tough on their own floor. And, and this Sixers are, are really maybe most compelling team in the league in this respect. It's a bizarre experiment with what they're doing with Horford and Embiid and, and the, the fact that they've built a roster with Ben Simmons playing out of position. And it's not like they think he's different than he is. They understand it. They just felt like it, and that the one guy that they're going to have to get by to go to an NBA final is Giannis Antetokounmpo. And Al Horford defends him pretty much better than anybody. So, so they're going to go with that. Simmons is happy playing point guard. Do they have enough shooting? I don't know that they have enough shooting. Uh, are, are, could they use a primary ball handler besides for Simmons? They really could, and we'll see what they do with the deadline. But this team right now, it, you know, they, it was a big question when Jimmy Butler left and they gave all the money to Tobias Harris. Well, can Harris be the closer? Harris is not the closer. Joel Embiid is the closer. Listen, this team is still going to go as far as Joel Embiid takes them. And I think the most encouraging development we've seen out of them over the course of the last week, week and a half, is Embiid getting down on the block and scoring that way instead of sitting back and taking five threes a game, which is ridiculous. He's an 81% free throw shooter. You're going to foul him. They'll go to the line and hit his free throws. That's their route. And as long as they take that route, they'll be fine. Listen, the Clippers, to me, are the team. Yeah, I know what Milwaukee's done. I know what the Lakers have done. They're still built the best for the playoffs. They have those types of long wings. Leonard and George are only going to get better playing together. They have a legit shot maker in Lou Williams. They have the best bench in the league when they're healthy. When they have Shaman in the starting lineup, and they can go to Williams, Harrell, and Mo Harkless off that bench, that is a lethal, lethal bench. Jermichael Green as well. And granted, they play a little bit smaller, but that's okay. They're comfortable doing it that way. And to me, when you look at what they can roll out defensively with George and Leonard and Patrick Beverly and just shut guys down on the perimeter, I think that, to, to me, that is, that is the type of thing that wins championships. And when I look at the whole picture here, Pharrell, I think it's come down to right now as we're at the one-third pole of the NBA season. There's four teams and there's everybody else, and it's two in each conference. In, in the West, it's both L.A. teams. In the East, it's Philly and Milwaukee. All right, I got two questions for you real quick. Uh, Dallas, how did you like the way they beat the Bucks without Doncic? And uh, Answer that one first, and then I'll ask you the last one, which is uh, kind of a funny one. I'm going to tell you something. Kristaps Porzingis, for whatever people – and to talk about him right now and saying, hey, he's not really quite back to himself, he has very quietly become a defensive monster. He is a force for real. He had a big – he had a big uh, block last night uh, late in that game. He is he, – what he's doing defensively for this team has made them so much stronger overall. So, listen, I don't didn't think they could beat the Bucks without Luka, but by the same token, Kristaps Porzingis is making people better on both ends of the floor. And it's interesting how he graduated from a number two option into a number one option here when he had to and the moment called for it. I think, listen, I think Dallas can be a pretty dangerous team. I didn't even have them in the playoffs beginning of the season. I couldn't have whiffed more on them. I, I actually believe in them a lot. Again, couple of the two L.A. teams, but this is a team that, that we should get used to seeing hang around here, and I give Porzingis a ton of credit, man. He's back in a big way. Matter of fact, he's a better defensive player now than he ever was with the Knicks. All right, lastly here, uh, Young Gelt, uh, the uh, Pharrell Ballers, my esteemed basketball team, is playing in our 17th, count them, like the Boston Celtics, our 17th uh, uh, tournament uh, championship game uh, tomorrow night for uh, all the fans that don't know, we're 8-8 eight and eight in those uh, trips. We were 8-5, and five, but we've lost three straight to this team. 
They're, they've won four straight titles against us, I believe. Make that four. Now, tomorrow night we're playing them again, and uh, two weeks ago we lost to them by three, and we were uh, given a wonderful job by the refs. They had 11 free throws. We had none. Now we're playing them in the championship tomorrow night. They are favored, Mafia is telling me, by 14. How will the Pharrell Ballers do in the championship tomorrow night? First of all, I want to take the Pharrell Ballers to the points. If you lost the last one by three and they're favored by 14, I'm I'm put, I'm taking out a second mortgage to bet you guys plus 14. But I think, listen, Pharrell, you, you want to get to the free throw line. You know what you got to do. You got to go to the basket, man. Yeah. You guys, if you're getting zero free throws in a game, it means you're sitting back on the perimeter and chucking too much. No, it means so, we yeah, got I'm shafted gonna... by the refs. They're communists. I got to go. They're, they're giving me the finger in here to get off the air. I love you, young Geld. Happy holidays. You, You're the best, brother. Happy holidays, pal. Talk to you soon. There he is. Uh, Brian uh, Geldziler of uh, HoopsCritic.com and NBA Radio on Saturday. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.